Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So exciting to have you here with us on this Thursday, making it through this week. And what a fun show we've got planned for you today. Tomorrow, believe it or not, Tomorrow is the start of the 2022 Duke baseball season. Man, oh man, time is flying by. Spring sports are starting at the NCAA level. We've already seen several games played on both the men's and women's lacrosse side of things. And now we get to see Chris Pollard and the Duke baseball program get their season started this weekend. So I want to bring Chris Edwards back for the second consecutive day in the row from the Blue Devil Network to talk all things Duke baseball with me here on the podcast Two times in a row, Chris Edwards. This is great. That's got to be a record or something, right? This is the first time ever I've had a guest on back-to-back days, yes. Oh, good to be with you as always, JJ. Excited to talk a little Duke baseball this afternoon. Look, Locked On Blue Devils continues to grow. Here we are a week shy of celebrating one full year of being on the air every single day uh, of your work week. And you continue to set records here on the program. And here we are again, Chris, setting another one. Oh, well, I'm honored to be part of a record, JJ. Yeah. So here we are talking all things Duke baseball today. Really fun conversation yeah. yesterday, talking all things Duke women's basketball and what that program's going through with four games left on their season. And you've got a broadcast with them a little bit later tonight. So uh, the time is always appreciated. But tomorrow, the fun continues for you because we go and uh, start the baseball season with VMI in town for Duke. Before I get to the 2022 season, you've had a banquet recently where we're seeing championship rings handed out and celebrating the year that was what was that like to be a part of that banquet special I mean they're always special JJ um and I've been fortunate to be part of a lot of them in my time with coach Pollard and this baseball team and, and he's been so kind to let me have a part in emceeing the banquet and you know hopefully tying things together and putting a bow on the previous season and getting everybody ready uh but um I walked in hour and a half or so before the banquet started and Josh Jordan uh, Duke's uh, associate head coach and recruiting coordinator came up to me and handed me a box and said here you go and in it was a, a, an ACC championship ring and, and look coach JJ at the program they didn't have to do that they, right. they did um, but I'm humble and I'm thankful uh, and it's just really cool to see uh, where this program was it has come uh, to see the first ever ACC tournament championship uh, for, for this group uh, and to see the players' faces when they got those rings and got to put them on and, and wore them man with pride, you know. And, and I don't know how often people are going to wear them. I don't think I'm going to wear right. mine very often. Right. Um, kind of tongue-in-cheek, I told some folks that uh, if I'm going to, like, maybe a wedding or, or to church or something, and I know I'm going to run into a lot of NC State fans, I'll probably wear it then. Uh, but, but other than there that, you go. yeah, but other than that, I'm going to kind of keep it in the box and it'll be a nice, you know, talking point or something to show every now and then. But man, uh, thankful and humbled, uh, really cool to be able to spe- celebrate that night with those guys. Uh, and now looking forward to hopefully winning another one and maybe get another ring for going to Omaha. Let's yeah. This spring. You got to keep knocking down the walls to go to the next step with the Duke baseball program, which is so awesome. Obviously when you look back on, on 2021 and the year that was, the ACC championship against NC State, as you alluded to there in Charlotte, is something that so many people are going to remember forever. That's got to be the highlight of sort of the bang. It all comes together. We've won the championship in the conference. 
uh, under the leadership of head coach Chris Pollard. But when you reflect back, are there any other moments, Chris, throughout that season that really stand out to you? Or was it all just coming together at the end and winning yeah. the ACC? Yeah, it was kind of coming into the end, you know, and, and it's and it's what happened around that, JJ. It's not just those four days or five days, four games, five days, whatever it was in Charlotte. Um, and, and the championship game was special. The run was special. But it's everything that went on before that. You know, this is a team that was just dead in the water. There was nothing going on for this team. I mean, they were awful. I mean, they were just terrible. Couldn't do anything right. You know, they, they'd take one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, and you feel like, okay, we're making some progress, and then nothing. You know, they, they would lose right. three or four in a row. And then we, we went, went to Louisville, uh, won the first game at Louisville, and then played awful the next two games. Uh, and, boy, that was a long bus ride home uh, back to Durham from Louisville. And, uh, look, they got back from Louisville. Uh, and coach had a, a really difficult conversation, had a, had a long heart to heart with the team. Because uh, I think we played a doubleheader on that Saturday and then bus back on Sunday. And the team practiced once we got back to, to uh, campus from Louisville. And it, it were some difficult conversations. And then we come out on Tuesday and play Wofford. And Duke gets down. This is a long-winded answer, sorry. Duke gets down, I don't know, a couple of runs in the first inning, finds a way to come back and win. Right. So, they beat Wofford, and then you go into Virginia Tech at home that weekend. It's senior weekend, and the first game's not going well against Virginia Tech. There's some fireworks, a little chippiness back and forth. Uh, and then Chris Crabtree get, comes up, and he hits a ball, uh, one of the furthest balls I've ever seen hit at, at Jack Coombs Field. And Chris took his time admiring his work on the yes, way. Yes, he should. Field. I like it. Yeah. Uh, which just added a little bit of fuel to the sure. fire. Duke ends up coming back, winning the game on Friday. They grind out a win on Saturday. And then Sunday, they're down most of the whole game, one nothing, 2-1, to one, kind of nip-and-tuck pitcher's duel. They find a way in the ninth inning. They score a couple of runs, win the game. So, okay, so now you're feeling a little bit better about yourself, right? And then you have another midweek game that next week, forget who it was, but they, they win the Tuesday game. Davidson, they go to Davidson and win on Tuesday. And then we go to Clemson, and we play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that last series of the right. year. Right? And then – Friday night, Chris Crabtree hits two more home runs. Duke beats Clemson on Friday. Uh, then Saturday, they, they just, just dominant win for the Blue Devils on Saturday. Sure. And then or Friday, I guess, the second game of the series. And then the final game of the series, which was Saturday, the last day of the regular season, Duke's down the whole game. Uh, R.J. Shrek comes up in the seventh inning, hits an opposite field home run off the fair pole and left. And then you're, you're tied 2-2. Chase Cheek, one of the senior captains, comes up, pinch hits at the top of the night and just blast the ball out of the ballpark to right field. Uh, it's those moments, right? It's it's Chase Cheek's home run. It's Crabtree against Virginia Tech. It's Erickson Nichols getting the hit on senior day uh, against uh, Virginia Tech to win the series. It's those moments that sort of catapulted this team into the ACC tournament. And you're, you're there in Charlotte and you're thinking, okay, maybe we're in. We've probably got to win one, maybe two to feel good about getting into the NCAA tournament. And then on if they don't go out and beat Florida State like 12 to 1 in the first game. And then you play Miami in a de facto quarterfinal game. And of course, it's Michael Rothenberg, the South Florida native, who hits the game winning home run uh, for the Blue Devils in that game. And then uh, it's Luke Fox, who pitches Duke to this championship game with a great effort in the semifinals. And then you get to the championship game, JJ, and it's Cooper Stinson. Six innings of shutout baseball, right. six strikeouts. Uh, Duke scores their only run of the game on a sacrifice fly, like the fourth inning. I mean, you can't make it up, you know, it's just, it's baseball, right. And that's just, 
It's why we love the game. It's why we keep coming back. I tell people all the time, it's why you go to the ballpark every day because you're going to see something you've never seen before. No two games are ever alike. Right. Uh, and man, during that run of 12 in a row, I can tell you that no two games were ever yeah. alike. <laughs> I still love the idea that an ACC championship game is won by a one to nothing score. Like that's, that's whatever it takes to get the job done is exactly what that Duke baseball team did. All right, Chris Edwards is joining us here today on the program. Let's turn our attention to 2022 on the other side of this break. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. There might be less football being played, i.e., no football as the Super Bowl came to a close, but betonline.net still has you covered on all things basketball. From college hoops to the NBA, point totals, scoring numbers, player performance props, so many things to find at Bet Online, the number one spot for all things basketball this winter. And it's not just basketball, betonline.net has you hockey, boxing, UFC odds and all of your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Moving along here on Lockdown Blue Devils today, J.J. Jackson hanging out with my good buddy Chris Edwards from the Blue Devil Network talking about Duke baseball two days in a row this week, hanging out with Chris, and certainly grateful that uh, Chris wants to hang out with me. For two consecutive games. We saw earlier this week on Monday the premiere of the Duke Baseball radio show. Once again, every Monday at noon Eastern, you can listen to it on the Varsity app or goduke.com. Again, starting at noon, you host the program. So, Chris, when you kick off the 2022 season, when you're getting the opportunity earlier this week to sit down with Chris Pollard, what's the one big message? What's the one big takeaway you got after that time with Coach? That he and his wife don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Because it was on Valentine's Day, fitting to bring that up. And wow, wow, what an answer. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, this, uh, the, the takeaway is what we all thought or what I thought coming into the season. Two things. We're going to be really daggone good. Right. Uh, number two, we're going to pitch the heck out of the baseball. Um, and, and I think that, that the offense is going to have to come around a little bit, right? You've got some new guys offensively in some different positions, you lost a lot uh, up the middle. Michael Rothenberg, your starting catcher, is not there. Ethan Murray's your starting shortstop, not there. Uh, Joey Loprofito, your starting center fielder, not there. Three really big positions you got to replace up the middle. Um, I think the Blue Devils have solidified a couple of those positions. I think Damon Lux will be the guy in center. Damon's had a really good fall, really good preseason. Uh, my goodness, Alex Mooney has been fun to watch uh, already in the preseason. I've seen them – uh, and one of their preseason uh, exhibition games against Davidson. Then I wouldn't watch some practice a little bit before the right. season started. Man, he's going to be fun to watch at shortstop. And then I, I think catcher is still kind of a work in progress. There's a couple of guys battling for it there. I think you'll see probably Alex Stone back there to start the season. Wouldn't be surprised if you see freshman Andrew Yu or, or maybe a Chad Knight signing at some point as well. Um, and coach said this on the radio show Monday, they may go more offense for defense or defense for offense, depending on the game and, and the matchup as the season moves along. But look, this is a team that's going to be really good on the mound. They may have to win some games, you know, one, nothing, two to one, uh, kind of early in the season, may have to grind out some wins. It's going to be a team that's going to have to hit for average, be more gap to gap. Like they hit, I think 78 home runs last season. I'm not going to say they're not going to run some balls out of the ballpark because they will. But I don't think this is going to be a team that's going to rely on the home run like they did as much at, at times last year. I think this is going to be a really good on-base percentage team. 
they're going to have to hit and run. They're going to have to uh, run and hit, steal some bases. I, I, I feel like that it's going to be a more complete offense, not discrediting last year's team, but I feel like they're one through nine by the by the time we get to April, they're going to be playing really good baseball. Uh, and I've hinted at it a little bit, but some of the guys you got coming back from a pitching standpoint, I mean, look at Marcus Johnson, you look at Luke Fox, you look at Billy Seidel, who did great work for Duke in the ACC tournament. Cooper Stinson is back too. Uh, he, he, there's Jonathan Santucci, a freshman, who's can bring it from the left side. He's going to be a factor for the Blue Devils in the outfield and on the bump. You think about a guy like John DeToli, who is going to be a part of what Duke wants to do as a graduate transfer, Caleb McRoy, a transfer from North Carolina Central. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches. We haven't even talked about guys like Adam Boucher and Matt Dockman, who's here for like his 10th year in a yeah. row. I mean, th- there are some – like Josh Nifong, we haven't mentioned him either. I mean, it's just like an embarrassment of riches with, with this Duke pitching staff, which is a great problem to have. And, look, you're going to have some attrition. You're going to have some injuries. No season ever finishes the same way that it starts. We all know this. We've been through these wars long enough to right. know that. But Duke's got the depth on the pitching side, and you can never have enough pitching. You know, what do they say? Pitching and defense wins you championships. What did Duke do in the ACC championship? They pitched it. They played defense. They won the title. We all got a ring. Everybody's happy, right? Right. So, look, they're going to have to win some low-scoring games early. I don't think anyone's going to complain with a two-hour and 15-minute two-to-one victory. Uh, But just give this team time. You know, they're going to be okay come April. The conference is really good. But just give give them a little bit of grace. Let this coaching staff work on it, and they're going to be okay. Duke is entering this season number 23 in the rankings by D1 Baseball. And you mentioned Marcus Johnson garnering preseason All-America honors, as is R.J. Shrek, which is amazing to see two players get that kind of attention. When you talk about the message sort of uh, to Duke Baseball and and getting to chat with Coach Pollard every week, I, I love the two focal points that go into the year. I think the other thing that could go along with this uh, would be the fact that last year is last year. Uh-huh. And now you know you're established within the conference. You're going to get everyone's best shot when you jump into ACC play. So I have a lot of non-conference games to go through here at the start of the year. A challenging schedule that's been put together. A trip to Baylor coming up here uh, in the opening month of the season uh, where the Blue Devils head to Texas. When you take a look at, at the start of the season and reflecting back on your time with Coach Pollard getting an idea anytime you've got some maybe question marks at the beginning of the season. How does he tend to navigate that, Chris? Is he willing to give guys day off or not necessarily day off, but, you know, substitute players in and out of the lineup early in the season to figure it out? Or how does that look? Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of different lineup combinations from this team. I mean, Coach has never been afraid to make changes. He's right. never been afraid to, to, to take somebody out or drop somebody in the order if they need a day. I mean, I, I think about last year. Uh, Michael Rothenberg had caught almost every single game. And we went through a towards like brutal stretch. And he just on a random Tuesday gave Michael the day off. It was Tuesday in like the middle of April. Right. I asked him pregame. I said, Roth, okay. He's like, yeah, just a day off, you know, just a mental health day. Like he's, he's fine to do that kind of stuff, you know? And I think with a couple of position battles still trying to play themselves out. I mean, I asked him about it Monday at the radio show. I think right field still kind of a, a question mark there. There's a big position battle there. I think there's three guys for maybe one spot right now. No one has just jumped up and, and taken the role yet. Right. You mentioned maybe a platoon at catcher. I think you can see or we'll see a, a platoon at DH depending on the matchup, left-hander, right-hander. Does he have spin? Does he not? You know, what's, what's his induced vertical break, all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think early in the season, you're going to see a lot of different lineups. Typically coaches settled on a lineup or, or at least at a, 
maybe 11 guys in the nine <laughs> spots. He's settled on those guys uh, sometime in late March, early April. So, yeah, don't don't be surprised if you come to the ballpark Friday and it's one lineup and then you come back Saturday and it's a different lineup. Uh, <clears throat> I just think that's that's kind of the way it's going to go uh, for Coach here uh, in the first little bit of the season. All right, let's keep moving on. Chris Edwards here with the Blue Devil Network joining us on the podcast today, a Thursday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. One final timeout, and we're back right after this. Final segment here today on Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson hanging out with Chris Edwards here. We take a look at Duke baseball as they get set to start their season tomorrow when the Blue Devils take on the Virginia Military Institute in Durham. Chris, I mentioned the schedule, the highlight of, uh, obviously, uh, the Baylor road trip and that sort of thing. But anything else stand out to you on that schedule for Duke baseball? Yeah, a few things. And really tough schedule, J.J. You look at the non-conference as well. I mean, obviously, VMI is going to be really good. I mean, everybody on the schedule is really good. VMI <clears throat> returns a lot. Returns two of their starters from last year, two of their weekend guys. They return a bunch of guys at the top of their order that have some video game-like numbers. It's going to be a challenging opening weekend for the Blue Devils. Uh, you look at the home-and-home home with East Carolina. The Pirates are always there kind of at the end of the season. They're right. a perennial super regional, almost Omaha-type team. Uh, so, yeah, I think those are ones to pay attention to. Davidson uh, on the schedule as well. The Wildcats are always there at the end in the Atlantic 10 Conference. I know I'm overlooking some folks just because, like, you, you kind of get tunnel vision and you, right. you zero in. But it, I believe there are 11 teams on the schedule that played in the NCAA tournament last year, and a lot of them in the ACC. And I know you probably want to talk about the conference a little bit too, but uh, another deep year in the league as a whole. Uh, and look, there's no off weekends right now in college baseball. There's so much parity especially now with the transfer portal and the fifth years and the grad transfers and the COVID year. I mean, everybody's good. Everybody's old and everybody's good. And it's going to be that way again this season. Duke baseball opening up the 2022 season tomorrow. You talk about a team that has obviously high expectations on the year, knowing they were able to knock down that championship wall a year ago. When you look at a program, we talk a lot about the message from Chris Pollard, the blue devil head coach, you also have to have it from the inside. And when you take a look at the Stoop team starting off the season, again, I love when teams kind of let you know, let the public know, these are our captains. These are the guys that we're rolling with. And for Duke baseball, you've got Chris Crabtree, Chris Davis, Will Hoyle, and Marcus Johnson leading the charge in that group. That, that group of captains, tell me about them, Chris. Great kids, great guys. Uh, and for, for guys like – Crabtree and Hoyle, who have been in the program now for three, four, five years, they've, they've got a stake, right? right. They're, they're vested in the program, you know, um, and, and they're, they're stakeholders. I mean, you look at the video that they did in the fall for the uh, Fall World Series draft, and it was, it was, it was great. It was that impressive. was exciting, yeah. Hilarious. Uh, and Coach talked about this at the radio show Monday. The, the culture of the program took a hit uh, in 2020 because – the student athletes were asked to do just incredible things, you know, asked them to come to campus for longer, to be by themselves. You couldn't hang out with your friends and your teammates. And, and, and for a program that's built on culture and built on process and one pitch at a time and, and controlling what you can control and being where your feet are, it's hard to do that when you yeah. can't build that rapport. It's better this year. And Hoyle and Crabtree are a big reason why. Coach said that at the radio show on Monday. And then you look at a guy like Chris Davis who has come in and cemented himself in this Duke culture. This is his second year as a grad transfer from Princeton, had a great career for the Tigers, uh, and he has just become a, a stalwart for the Blue Devils in that locker room. You need guys like that. He's a glue player. 
that's going to bring everybody together. And then Marcus Johnson, it's always great, but one of your most talented players is also one of your best leaders, and that's Marcus. I mean, you look at what he did for the Blue Devils so many times last year. Coming out of the bullpen, he was the closer, but he might get, be asked to get six outs on Friday and then two outs on Saturday, and then he might be asked to get two more outs on Sunday. I mean, what, what that guy did last year is just phenomenal. The work he did in the ACC championship for the duration of the tournament, uh, just a really good kid, really good leader. Uh, coach says it all the time, but I'll echo what he said. They got it right. The, the players vote for the captains, and the players got it right. And excited to see what this quartet's going to do uh, leading this Duke team on the field in 2022. The fun gets started tomorrow. Duke takes on VMI. All right, last question for you today, Chris, and then we'll get out of here. We mentioned the conference a moment ago. We mentioned the fact that the Duke baseball team champions in 2021. They're the target going in to 2022. D1 Baseball has the Blue Devils at number 23. If you look throughout the rankings, there are ACC schools everywhere when it comes to what to expect there in the conference. But are there any teams in particular that uh, baseball fans, college baseball junkies, should be on the lookout for this season in your eyes? Everybody in the league, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, what does it say about this league that Duke is ranked 23rd nationally in the preseason and they're picked fourth in their division? Like That tells, that tells you how good the league is, right? Uh, Florida State's going to be really daggone good again. I and mean, no surprise there, right? NC State's going to be good. The Wolfpack got a lot returning from last year. Obviously, things didn't end the way they wanted it to with, right. with the situation in Omaha with COVID and everything like that, but they're going to be good. Georgia Tech, again, going to be right there. Maybe a, a down couple of years for the Yellow Jackets, but I think Georgia Tech's going to be in the fray. Miami's going to be good. Uh, Virginia should be better. Uh, Virginia Tech should be there too. I mean, I, I just feel like top to bottom in the league, like there's no easy weekends. Pitt's going to be there again. You know, Pitt maybe the, the snub last year that didn't get into the NCAA tournament that should have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's just not an off weekend. I mean, if you love baseball and you love the game in one of its purest forms with the analytics and things of that nature, but you love baseball in one of its purest forms uh, and you don't have any other baseball to watch right now because right. we know why. Uh, come to the ballpark, find a game, come out and watch it. You'll fall in love with the players. You'll fall in love with the game, fall in love with college baseball. And, and I think that as long as this lockout goes on, uh, the better it's going to be for college baseball, because that's, that's all yeah. people have. You got to get your um, fix. You do. And unfortunately, I think we're going to get to a point, and this is a sidebar that you didn't ask me to go down, but I'm going to get on my soapbox anyway. I think we're going to get to a point with this lockout that either we're not going to have baseball, which I think we will, but I hope, Hopefully we do, right. but we could still get to that point. I mean, we're talking here on Thursday, and pitchers and catchers were supposed to report on the 15th, like earlier right. this week. They, they, <laughs> did. they did, right? And I think we're going to get to a point where people who love the game are not going to be able to recognize the game anymore because we're going to change so many things. And people, I mean, I'm not going to – people can listen on the radio, and, and if you listen to me enough, you know my feelings on a lot of things. But we were going to get to a point where the game is not recognizable. And college baseball right now is baseball in its – most pure form. I mean, you've still got some of the analytic stuff that you get if you're a fan of that at the professional level, but you've also got guys going out there and competing for the, the name on the front of the jersey and not so much the name on the back of the jersey. Uh, and I love being part of it, and I'm excited that we're getting things started. It's hard to believe that we're starting uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, VMI, but I'm ready, uh, and I can't wait to do a little Duke baseball on the radio this spring. Women's basketball tonight, Duke baseball tomorrow, the Kara Lawson show, the Chris Pollard show. I mean, he's a workaholic. How can I listen to all those things, Chris? All Blue Devil Network productions, what can people do? 
The easiest way, JJ, is the Varsity Network app. It's a free download. Just download the Varsity Network app, search for Duke Athletics. You can subscribe to all of our teams, all of our radio shows. Obviously, David Shoemate, John Roth do a great job handling the men's basketball duties. Uh, happy to handle the women's basketball yeah. duties and the baseball duties as well. So women's basketball tonight, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock tip-off from Charlottesville. And then on Friday, uh, baseball at 4 o'clock. So we'll be on the air at 345 with our pregame coverage. First pitch just after 4. And then uh, I'll be there Friday, Saturday for baseball, Sunday at Hoops, uh, Kyle Schasberger who handles all the halftime and post-game duties for the folks uh, over in Winston-Salem for our men's basketball broadcast. Uh, Kyle's going to fill in for me on Sunday. And then two radio shows on Monday with Talking Baseball with Coach Pollard and Hoops with Coach Lawson. It's a crossover season. It's the best time of the year, and I'm excited for it. Check out GoDuke.com and follow Chris on Twitter. he lets let you know where he's at all the time, at Chris underscore underscore Edwards. What a week with you, Chris. I really do appreciate it, man. Let's do it again sometime soon, JJ. I can't wait to make that happen. That's my buddy Chris Edwards joining me here today on the program, and that's going to wrap up our show today. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Do me a favor. Make sure you subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app to get the latest episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Write out a five-star written review for this podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. All right, that'll do it for today's show. As always, go do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.